0: is sure.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to the Brave Healing Podcast on Word of Mom Radio. I am your host, Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, and the mission around here, you guys, is to change the world one brave word at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today, to help me with that, I have a very special guest. Jen Pisano is here to celebrate the release of her new book, Sacred Medicine. Mystical Practices for Ecstatic Living. You guys can feel the juiciness in that title, right? Hey, Jen, how are you? I love that
2: word, ecstatic. That word makes me
1: so happy. I do, and we're actually going to talk about that today. Okay, so let me tell the listeners. Jen is a business and spiritual wealth consciousness coach, priestess, and energy medicine specialist with 30 years of expertise. Through multi-sensory experiences, ancestral healing, and channeling the divine, she'll help you up through restrictions so you can begin the transformation you've been craving in any area of your life. I hope you guys feel the power in that bio, okay? This book, is freaking amazing, and we're going to talk about it today, um, but Jen, first I want people to understand your story. Like, How did you get to doing what you're doing today?
2: Oh, my gosh. Life. Life made me fall into what I'm doing. I didn't expect to do any of this or serve in this way. I came from a corporate background, um, petroleum, (laughs) like I was working in the petroleum industry, and then fell in love with my dance teacher. And oh, boy, was that a whirlwind. (laughs) Very cliche, very incredible, but a lot of hard knocks along the way. So, I ended up um, quitting my job. I was on the road all the time in corporate, and we decided to get married, and it just wouldn't have worked. So I left corporate, entered the dance and entertainment industry, which I knew nothing, nothing about, and against all odds, out of pure stubbornness. I taught myself how to dance and teach with the help of my husband, and we partnered up and we built his business, and um, the story went on and on, pitfalls, double loops, and some really hard knocks, and the real truth of getting me into the art of healing came from us trying to get um, pregnant, which I thought you just say, I'm ready, and boom, baby comes, doesn't work that way. You know, your whole life, you try not to get pregnant. And then when you try to, you you get a a surprise sometimes. So it took me 10 years to get pregnant um, with my miracle baby. And he's about to turn nine uh, next week. But that experience led me to a lot of heartache, a lot of grief, really not liking my body, feeling like my body didn't do what the thing it was supposed to do. And it led me to some of the most magical, powerful healers out of many different countries, many different belief systems. And they put their hands on me and set me on my path. And at that time, I still was just trying to get knocked up. Did not know this was a spiritual journey (laughs) whatsoever. I mean, I was the crazy girl standing on her head, trying to get things where they're supposed to go. My poor husband really i i was losing it i was losing it but we tried all these different avenues and his mother took me to some incredible mexican healers in mexico his grandmother took me to some incredible people i learned and experienced things that i didn't even know existed i grew up in a small town in snellville georgia first experiences with sweat lodges shamans healers priestesses all around the world and it just opened me up in a new way that i didn't expect and so then the beginning of my journey was working with people that wanted to get pregnant or that were experiencing losses or had gone through sexual trauma and that's just that your purpose keeps growing and stretching and that's the part that i think so many of us don't understand we think what is our purpose but it's ever evolving and that was something that has been a huge part of my journey it's just taking me from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing and it keeps pushing at the edges to go.
1: Bigger. Hey, wait, pause, pause, pause. So like you, because of this personal problem, you began to experience sacred medicine. It, yeah, from, became my medicine. Yeah. Yes, from these different healers. And you were saying, you know, they laid their hands on you and you started to have some experiences. So please, can we back up to that for a minute? Was there a point where you had a session and you were like, oh my gosh, I want to do this.
2: It was, no, (laughs) it wasn't, I want to do this. It was like, I want to understand this. I need to understand this. So I am, I was, I'm a recovering control freak. So my diagnosis when I couldn't get pregnant was unexplainable non-pregnancy. So oh, that gosh. drove me crazy. Yeah. Like you don't tell somebody that needs answers that they just don't know. So basically everything, all my parts were good. All the tests were good. And here in the U.S., I just, modern medicine failed me. And so I think it was more that I needed to know what I didn't know. And then through that, I started attracting women into my life that needed the help. And I was already helping people. I was still dancing. I was dancing and teaching and performing And in that life, in that nightlife, women just would open up to me. It's kind of like a bartender. They tell you everything. You know all of their stuff. And I was coaching people long before I stepped into the role of helping people with their spiritual and and business coaching. I was always doing it on the dance floor. And one thing led to another, led to another. Um, I got to the point where I was ready to not try anymore even with all of these magical experiences, I was just done with the failure and the losses and, and investing in a lot of pregnancy tests. <laughs> My husband actually talked me into tr- doing one last try and that was when I did get pregnant. And I, I moved to Mexico to do that and went to a specialist over there, lived with his family for a little while, walked every day the streets of Mexico, soaked up all of the magic, and I remember just crying in the pews of one of the church. The churches are amazing because you can hear the bells from so far and they just draw you in. And the, the little ladies are like, eeha, hi, este bien. And they're like talking to me, it's okay, it's okay. And I just remember surrendering. I was like, okay, hey, either I'm going to be the best damn dancer that I can be, that my body will tolerate, or I'm going to be the best damn mom. So in your hands, here it is. And that was the trip that I got pregnant in. It was it was divine intervention. It really was. And I was stubborn. I didn't want to give up. But at that moment, I finally just handed everything over.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay. I want to take the listeners on this journey with you and have them understand how we now want to talk about this beautiful book that you're putting into the world with A collaboration of different kinds of authors, you included. You all are stepping up to share stories and tools of sacred medicine. And I know that there's a lot of of your story that you haven't shared with me today, right? There's more to where you just paused. But talk to me for a minute about this. What is sacred medicine why are we putting sacred in front of that word
2: yes for me and my path and my teachings we take all of our hard knocks the traumas the grief the anger the things that have happened to us and we grind it up almost like a mortar and pedestal we grind it up and we turn it into something new because for me it becomes sacred when you find the golden nuggets within the trauma you go through what you go through to become who you are called to be. And that is sacred. And it is a process. It's a journey. Some people think it has to be really hard and really um, in the shadows. And there, there can be some of that. But for me, that journey can be very beautiful. And it can be filled with so much love and light and sacredness that opens and expands people in new and beautiful ways. And it's this medicine that we share with others at that point. And the authors that are in this book, that's what they're doing. They've taken their life experiences. They have ground them up. They've turned them into teachings. And they're saying, here, let me make it easier for you. This is what I've learned. Almost like the elders in the indigenous tribes, they would pass the the cup to you and be like, here, this is your medicine. And that's, as I gathered all of these, authors, these specific authors together. They've they've shared their heartfelt, very vulnerable stories, very intimate pieces of their lives. And it is what made them into the powerful healers that they are. I mean these people are badasses. I am so honored, I'm so honored. I might get emotional okay. that I am able to pull them in all in the same place. And when you gather them, the power is so incredible the wisdom and experience of these particular authors together is just, my heart is so full. <laughs> it's just so full.
1: I so hear you. And, and I, I know if uh, if you're listening, and if you, you've listened to other interviews, you're, you'll hear us say this a lot, but what's been happening is we're bringing together, you know, people who have raised their hand and said, I choose this healing journey and I choose to be on the walk of the journey to do the work so that I can then help other people and guide them to do those same kinds of journeys. This is not a path for the faint of heart. This is a path for warriors. And so we've gathered these warriors together in a way and I'm getting goosebumps now too. Like, Oh my gosh in a way that the energy has just expanded, I think beyond I even thought it might. And with collaborative heartfelt awareness, we're gifting our listeners and our readers with these little toolkit, magical toolkits for ecstatic living, which is what I want to ask you about next. So here's, here's how I want to phrase this question to you. So there was a point where I realized I checked off all the boxes I was supposed to do to live a great life. And I sat there and I'm like, why do I not feel happy yet? I've done it. I've checked them all. I have literally checked them all, everything I was taught. So what do you want to tell us about that and about the possibility for life feeling ecstatic? Oh, have so much to say about that. It's my favorite thing in the world.
2: It's my favorite thing in the world. I, I want it for everybody. I want everybody to be able to go through life and ditch the mundane tasks and make them magical. And to ditch the to-do list, I must, I should. Those lists for me, I, I had that same list, Laura. For me, it was what other people thought I was supposed to do. And I was like, okay, I did this. I did that. I'm on track. I'm ahead of schedule, but it was all outside of my body of this vessel. So I was, it was the codependent part of me, which is what I wrote in your book for volume four. But the codependent part was people pleasing everything outside of me. It was, I was a really good actress. And it took for me to step into myself and say, I'm ready to be happy, like my way, my own terms, unapologetically, and kind of giving that to-do list the middle finger. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, I want people to understand it doesn't have to be hard. And I really had this old belief that it did have to be hard, that you had to, you could only be successful from the hustle. And I lived in this place of hustle and and I lived in that place until my body said no more. It 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 just gave out on me. It was enough was enough. And I couldn't do it any longer. I couldn't keep up. And it also put a glass ceiling over my head that I didn't want. It gave me limitations of how, what I could do in X amount of hours per day. Estatic living crushes that, collapses
1: time. It collapses all of those old beliefs. I'm so glad you're talking about this aspect. Yes, continue.
2: Yes. So I think for me and for so many of my clients, we take on the beliefs of our families, of our lineage, of our ancestral heritage, and and teachers and, and other people in our lives that have made a mark on us. And when we can release those chains and that baggage, the unapologetic living ecstatically part happens with ease and flow. And it's the ease and flow that is so delicious. I don't think of things as timelines anymore. Anything can happen. Everything is limitless. There's no caps to what I can do. And that is not how I was raised. I was raised with the five-year plan, the 10-year plan. And, you know, my old business models were very masculine minded, very linear and merging the the feminine concepts with the masculine concepts the feminine is all that creative it's swirly it's a spiral it's delicious it's savor it's goddessy it's oh it's just orgasmic and then the masculine there is the structure but it holds and supports everything that you can dream and as a visionary myself and i know you're a visionary that little switch in thought of it doesn't have to be so rigid it doesn't have to be so hard it doesn't have to necessarily have a timeline but me going out of that and saying i'm just i'm destroying the barriers i'm destroying and dissolving what was passed on to me which was money doesn't grow on trees it has to be hard easy come easy go like all of those old things that played like records over and over and over Stepping into the aesthetic part is what I want to pass on to future generations and to all of the women that want to play with me. It is awakening the inner muse within us and knowing if you can dream it, you can have it. And this book gives
1: us a whole lot of the how. Yes. And over and over in multiple different voices and ways we're going to be taught how, and that's such a gift. And going back just really quickly to yeah. A thank you to all of the authors who came into this project and said yes to offering their master teachings and their vulnerable stories. So we open up with allowing you to get to know them at that next level. So authors to all of you, thank you so much for believing in Jen's mission and vision and mine for these books. And just stepping up to the plate and hitting the home run in your chapters, um, your readers are going to feel this, just like you're feeling Jen's passion right now about it, right? We infused the books with this energy. Okay, so you said something a minute ago about the masculine and the feminine, and my what I wanted to respond with was, well, it has to be both. It, it's necessary that both come together. I loved all the juiciness feminine you were listing. And then when you said structure, I had a visual of my very gorgeous man standing there and being that solid place. And I have to have both things to function in, in, well, I don't have to, but tell me more about that. Everybody has to have both. My belief is everybody has to both. And
2: When that shifted for me most deeply is when I merged the two so that they weren't playing their tug of war, which is how I lived the greatest part of my life. When I was in corporate, I was 100% in my masculine. I would have never survived the petroleum industry had I not been. And then I flipped to dance where I got to be like sexy and sassy. And I flipped a feminine. So it was like, boom, boom, like, you know, like a teeter totter going from one to the other. And it didn't feel good because I was never balanced. It was just, I was choosing. I was this or I was that. Um, kind of like when people set boundaries, they go from no boundaries to all these brick wall boundaries. It's the same kind of concept. But when you merge the energies together and realize that you are both like yin and yang, feminine and masculine, they have to play together. They have to play together. So and when when I,
1: they, let uh-huh. me pause you one second. This is so important because we are bombarded with, this talk, feminine, masculine, feminine. So what I want you to do for our listeners, I think they've heard it so much now they aren't pausing enough to understand the practical example of it. So what I want to talk about is like, when you talk about ultimate balance, yes, I think of me going through my day in the ways that I do. And that's in my head thinking it's a mindset. It's in my voice and my actions, right? So can you talk about the reality of what the balance looks like in a normal day?
2: So for me, when you are in balance, you are energetic, you are vibrant, you're not tired, everything flows. For me, that's the, the truth teller. And we Great are human. example. So, yeah. So when we're, we're human, we are going to teeter totter from one to the other because life happens traffic will put me in my masculine, like (laughs) 285 in Atlanta, not a good thing for me, (laughs) but I, I can, I can laugh at myself, wink, smile, and know when it's happening. The more you start practicing and feeling into yourself, understanding yourself at a deeper level, it's not that the things aren't going to happen, but you catch yourself much faster and then you redirect. And it becomes, for me, it's a game. Okay, got this, redirect. And, But my biggest my biggest truth teller is that if I feel tired, frustrated, unenergetic, lethargic, whatever the thing is, then I am not in balance with with both of those energies coming into center.
1: Do you think that the habitual pattern for women is to be in the masculine more often without really knowing that they're there?
2: I think that, yes, I think that we are trying to do and be who we are not. And we're, we're doing all the things, they're wearing all the hats. So a biggest part of my work with wealth consciousness coaching is to take all areas of life and integrate them as one, just like I'm talking about masculine and feminine, instead of, okay, I'm going to be a great mom right now, but my business is going to have to suffer. Okay, I'm going to be really great and I'm going to do all these meetings, but then... My household is going to suffer. Instead, it's a balance of understanding who you really are, what are those dreams and desires and aligning with them. And when you step into that purpose of really getting clear of what it is you really want, not what you think you should be doing, but really asking the hard question sometimes is, does this work for me? Is this what I want? And for me, life is not meant to be mundane. Me and mundane do not get along everything has to shift so that it flows
1: you're cracking me up are you saying mundane on purpose or for the word monday okay i know i do But I think our listeners, like I I almost caught it the first time you said it, I was going to say something out loud, because Jen works with the moon. Yeah. So mundane, right? Mundane is how I hear it normally. Yeah, that cracks me up. You got to tell us more about mundane. Yeah. So tapping into (laughs) those energies
2: and those frequencies, that is what shifts it for me to allow me to make those tasks that I do not like, like who likes doing laundry? I mean, <laughs> I mean, those kinds of things. But I change that and level it up in my own little magical way. So when I'm washing the sheets, I'm washing out all of the frustrations from the month. I'm just playing with words. That's all I'm doing. I'm becoming a word wizard with things just to make it fun and interesting. Um, when I'm washing the floor, I'm washing the negativity off the floor. You know, I'm always yeah. mindset but in a very playful way. And it just, you know, turn on the radio, dance, allow the energetic shifts to happen. But instead of me frustrating, you know, doing the chores that I don't want to do when I don't want to do them, instead I make a game out of it. And um, that works for kids, too. That's easier to get your kids to clean their rooms.
1: <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know if I told you this ever, but uh, you guys, like my biggest transformation started with laundry resentment. And it was and what <laughs> I know, and I, well, you and I have never really talked about this, but that was the moment where I was just like, ooh, I was grumpy about the laundry and I stood there and I'm like holy moly, life is short. What are you doing? Can you be grateful for all of these clothes you are about to put into the washer exactly. and to be able to afford those clothes for you, your family? You know, So you guys, you get the pivot there in the mindset, but then if you take it to the next level and you turn on some music and you realize that cleaning is a way to shift your energy and bring in what you desire that's a game changer
2: it's a game changer and for me I just like I said I make it fun it sounds silly I know it sounds silly but for me it really did it's more than just saying affirmations I'm actually attaching affirmations and intentions to every single thing that I do throughout the whole day So instead of waiting to circle up and have a sacred experience once a year in Arizona or whatever, I'm living life in everyday ceremony and in every moment. So the things that I didn't like doing now are either tolerable or very, very enjoyable because I'm making it fun and I'm giving it a purpose. Right. Washing my dishes, doing all the things that we do
1: throughout the day has purpose. (laughs) <laughs> you, you guys know me, right? So I'm like writing stuff down right now. The things I didn't like doing are now tolerable or very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And
2: I get to choose. You yes. get to choose. And that's the part that I, I think I want all of our readers to find. Every single day, every single moment, you have the choice of how you want to move through life. And I hope after reading this book, <laughs> you will have a better idea of how to do it ecstatically. Because- yes. You deserve that. Everybody deserves that and everybody's worthy of that.
1: Okay, so a few more minutes today. Talk to the listeners about one thing you want them to know about this journey. You know, we've had a really hard year and a half and many people have exploded their businesses and transformed their consciousness. And many people are stuck in a pit over here and we have all of this chaos going on. What would be one foundational thing you want to leave them with today about Sacred medicine.
2: Take the first step. It's, it's one step. For me, it's what's my next best step? And in the book, you will learn um, from all of these authors ways that we do this. But for me, it's always going inward and asking from there. I'm not asking how to solve the entire problem or the entire world or the, uh, the bigger scope. I'm asking what is that next little that I can do and then the kicker is you got to trust what comes through you have to trust that wisdom that wisdom might be send a text it might be call somebody you haven't talked to in a while and it might be go sit down and enjoy a cup of coffee and put your feet up and you've got to listen to what comes through and every time I have listened it has been beyond my wildest imagination of what has come out from it Trust the next little step and I think that's something I think that a lot of us have that training of it has to be the you, you you do see the big vision but if you see the big vision it's like it's so overwhelming that I think it stops people in their tracks it's too big to feel like it's accomplishable but if we if we set on what what are our dreams and desires hold that but release the attachment to it and then focus on the next best step the next best step the next best step
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So listeners, we've got this book coming out any day now. And, um, but what I want Jen to do next is just share with you what she has going on beyond the book. So Jen, what are you up to right now? What's going on in your world? Uh,
2: I'm up to all kinds of things all the time. <laughs> Wealth consciousness. I have a group um, coaching program that is monthly you can pay as you go month by month and this is for women only we gather online in virtual sacred space and we build the energy to the point where it feels like its own vortex and for me wealth consciousness is such a part of a static living and what that means to me again is that we're pulling all areas of life together and we're wealthy in all of them We're not wealthy in just one of them. We're pulling all of those key important parts that make us happy and we're ready to receive it all. And getting people into that place. And it's such a beautiful space for sacred sisterhood. The relationships and co-creations that are happening are just incredibly magical. So that's going on. And then the next book project is starting to percolate. So I'm taking authors into that next project, which is on wealth consciousness. And it'll be separated into five different categories of life so that people have actual Points that they can um, look up as a reference guide to get them going and pulling in static living again
1: in all areas of life. So you guys, I've got a couple of links down below in the show notes, so just scroll on down. you're going to find a way to explore Jen's world further and of course get announcements for the book and all of the good things. We're going to be having some cool stuff coming up with the book. Jen, thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone.
2: Thank you for being in my world and helping me get our messages out there. We are so, so grateful for you.
1: All right, you guys. So make sure to join us on September 8th at 10 a.m. Eastern for our live stream book launch party, Sacred Medicine, Mystical Practices for Ecstatic Living. We're going to have the book launch party on the Brachular Productions Facebook page, and we're going to have all our authors there to share their wisdom, inspiration. We'll do a wonderful giveaway for our book purchasers that day. And another special benefit that Jen is offering is a special Facebook group community. Talk to us about that real quick, Jen.
2: Yeah, so I have a women's only community. It's called Mystic Circle, and it is also a place just to come and be held and witnessed and celebrated. It's all about sacred sisterhood. And it's for those of you who are on your path and your journey that are ready to expand. And um, we'd love to have you there.
1: Hop over there, you guys. You're also going to be able to rub elbows with our authors. So you'll be able to ask questions, continue the juicy conversations, all of the good things. On behalf of everyone at Word of Mom Radio and the Word of Mom Media Network, thank you guys for joining me today. Remember, you were born, so you are worthy. Your message matters. What if the thing you're still a little afraid to share is exactly what someone needs to hear to change or even save their life? It is time to be brave. Catch you next time, everyone. We're going to close with our fabulous theme song from Smith's Sisters Bluegrass. Enjoy, and remember to hop over to BraveHealer.com, where we'll help you share your brave words with the world.
0: She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave.